God speaks to create and to relate. That's the big picture of the word of God. And in the coming three weeks, we're going to be thinking about God speaking to us to relate to us. But for this morning, what you need to switch your brain into the idea of is that God speaks to create. And as we come to terms with the sheer power and strength of the word of God, we should be moved to praise him, to marvel at his work that he's brought into being by his word. And a great place to see this is in Psalm 33. So if you haven't got that open already, make sure you can see it. Psalm 33, verse 1. And the psalm opens by calling on God's people to praise him. Psalm 33, verse 1. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-stringed lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy, for the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. So there's one reason it's good and right to praise God. His word is right and true. Now the psalm's going to go on and say that God's word also made the universe and that that's another reason to praise God. But before we go any further, we should clarify what it is to praise. What is it to praise someone or something? Well, praising someone or something is simply telling or showing how good something is. That's all it is. So when I was a high school maths teacher, uh, my head teacher was a man by the name of Rob Russell, and he was a fantastic head teacher. And I could praise Rob by telling him how great he is, I could praise Rob by telling you how great he is and I could, pra- I could bring praise to Rob by doing what he tells me to do and by helping the math department to run really well. Now in the Bible there's at least these same three ways that we can bring praise to God. We can tell him directly how great he is, we can tell it to each other and we can show how great he is by the lives that we live. And we're going to flesh that out a little bit as we go along this morning. Now, something that is great about God, that is worthy of praise, is that by his word, he made the universe. By speaking, God created everything. It's incredible power and majesty and strength. Have a look. Psalm 33, verse 6. Verse 6. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. This clear echoes here to Genesis 1, where we read that God made the universe by speaking. Uh, that, that famous verse, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Simply by speaking, God made everything. His word is powerful. It's a little like a road being built. When a council builds a road, they've got their engineers in their offices and they're calculating what needs to be done and they're working out how much stuff they need and all the details and all the amounts. And then you've got the actual council workers on the site who do the building of the road. But it's the engineers who are the high and mighty ones. 
Uh, it's they're the, they're the ones with all the power because it's their word that makes things happen. One of the workers on site could say, oh, I don't really want the road to turn left here, I want it to turn right. But that wouldn't change a thing. But when an engineer says, no, 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 I want, we're going to have the road to turn left here instead of right, that's exactly what happens. Because the engineer's words are powerful, they speak and it happens. That's like God's words. He speaks and it happens. But it's even more powerful than an engineer who can say something and someone else does the work for him. With God, he speaks and his word does the work itself. So for God, he doesn't need council workers to build a road for him. He'd just have to say, let there be a road and there'd be a road. Or he could say, let the road turn left instead of right and the road would change simply by his word. I might be able to say to you, might be able to say to you, can you please go and make me a cake? And you might do it. God, he could just say, let there be a cake. And all of a sudden a cake would appear. But he didn't just do it with a cake. Verse 6, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. That should lead us to praise God. I mean, when you see something that someone has made and you praise the person who made it, if it's good, for example, it might be a fine piece of handcrafted furniture that one of your friends has made, and when you see the intricate design and, and the well-made construction and the thought and the effort of it all, it's impressive, and you can't help but praise your friend who made it. You did a fantastic job with this. Well, as you walk through a forest, by his word, God made it. As you look on a river, by his word, God made it. The Warren Bungles, the Blue Mountains, the Grand Canyon, the Swiss Alps, the Pacific Ocean, a blue whale, tulips, agapanthers, gum trees, satin, the stars. By his word, God made it all. And when you see something amazing, you you praise the person who made it, not because you have to, but because you can't help it. Just look at what God has made and try not praising him. So next time you're out admiring God's creation, spend a moment telling him how great he is. As you gaze out on the stars, marvel with God that it's all there by the breath of his mouth. As you walk through the bush with a friend, why not share with them the wonder that God made it all just by talking? Praise God for his creative, powerful word. Now, when we come to the New Testament, we discover something quite startling, really, about this creative word of God. Words are very personal. Uh, If you were to reject my words, there's a sense in which you'd be rejecting me. Uh, it's very hard to separate someone's words from the person themselves. And we're going to think about that a little bit more next week. But when it comes to God's word, we discover that it's more than just personal. His word is a person. Jesus Christ is the word of God. Jesus Christ is the way that God made the universe. When we read in Psalm 33 that by the word of the Lord the heavens were made, we're reading that by Jesus the heavens were made. Jesus is the word of God, the creative power of God. Up on the screen, I'm going to put up some verses from John's Gospel.
John introduces his gospel about Jesus uh, in, uh, in chapter 1 and he deliberately echoes Genesis 1 with the words, in the beginning. And Genesis 1, as we know, is all about God making the universe by his word and John tells us that that word is Jesus. John chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. As we speak about the word of God, we speak of Jesus. Jesus is the power of God for creating. Through Jesus, all things were made by the word of God. The heavens were made. And another thing we discover in the New Testament is that God is still creating by his word. He is still creating by his word. He is bringing new life into being. Turn across with me, please, to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter, it's right towards the back of the New Testament. You hit Hebrews, James, and then 1 Peter. Here we learn that God is still bringing new life into being through his word. As as people hear of the news of the word, Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, God makes people anew. He brings new birth. He makes them a new creation. So 1 Peter chapter 1, we'll pick it up in verse 23. 1 Peter 1 and verse 23. For you have been born again not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. You see that there in verse 23? Born again through the living and enduring word of God. Through his word, God is bringing new life. And as Peter says, God's doing it through the word that was preached. And what is this creative, powerful, preached word? Well, earlier in 1 Peter, we're told that it's the word of Jesus Christ, crucified for sinners to buy them out of sin and death. It's the word that Jesus is the risen king who has the power to bring new life and to save us from death and to give us eternal life. It's the word of the gospel. It's the word that sinners caught in the firing line of God, sinners who have no hope of turning aside God's anger, sinners who are destined for death at the frightening hand of God, dead in their sins already. It's the word that God can make dead sinners live, that we can be born again through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. God's in the business today of creating a new people for himself and he does it by his word of the gospel. And he can make it happen now, even as we put our trust in this powerful word. As people hear the word of God, God gives new life, which should fill us with confidence in our desire for our friends and family to come to Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. Remember, as a church family, we've got a new focus. We're trying to reach 
uh, more new people for Christ, with a focus on young people and families. As we share the word of God with people, we need to remember that this is exactly how God brings new life. It's through the word of Jesus risen from the dead, God gives people new birth. And so our confidence is in God and his word. We just have to share it. It's what makes our Invitation Sundays coming up in July so exciting because God speaks to create. Our job simply is to share the good news because by his word, God gives new life. Now, the two things we sort of looked at so far, which do you think is most impressive? That by his word, God made the universe out of nothing or that by his word... God takes rebellious, argumentative, God-hating human beings and makes them new in Christ. When you look out at a sunset or over a waterfall or you take in the sights of some foreign land or you gaze out at the stars, just remember, you're only looking at God's warm-up exercises. The climactic, creative work of God by his word, is seen in Christians. That God has taken us with our hardened hearts, hearts that wanted nothing to do with God, hearts that were self-absorbed, that God has taken our ignorant, idolatrous selves and given us new birth through his word. Praise God for his creative word, don't you reckon? Made us into his children, saved us from hell. I mean, look around this room. By his word, God has made many of us new. Back in verse 3 of chapter 1, Peter says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So take the time, won't you, to tell God how great he is, that he's given you eternal life saved you from eternal death. Share with each other how wonderful it is to have been made into a child of God. Praise God with your non-Christian friends as you tell them that God can forgive sins. Show the world how wonderful God is by your radical life of allegiance to God. Make time to spend time with God simply to tell him how grateful you are that he's given you new birth through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And praise God that he's doing it all over the world, that right across the globe, people are streaming to Jesus for forgiveness and new life, and it is all through the living and enduring word of God preached to them, preached to us. Praise God. But you know, there's even more. There's even more to God's powerful words of creating Because it's not just that by the word of God, by Christ Jesus, all things are made. It's that by the word of Christ Jesus, all things remain. Christ holds all things together. He sustains the universe by his powerful word. Point D on your outline and turn back to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews is just two books back from 1 Peter. James then Hebrews as your head left. And right at the start of chapter 1, 
the writer spells out some majestic truths about Jesus, that Jesus is God's final and full word, that God made the universe through Jesus, as we've already seen. And then in verse 3, we're told that the universe wasn't just made through Jesus, it's that Jesus also keeps everything intact. He's sustaining all things by his powerful word. Hebrews 1 verse 3, the sun, that's talking about Jesus, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Do you see what's being said here? By his word, the Lord Jesus is keeping your bones together. By his word, the Lord Jesus is keeping your heart beating. By his word, we live or die. Jesus right now is keeping this roof above our heads. He's keeping the sun in the sky. He's keeping the earth in just the right place for life to exist. He's keeping the universe from collapsing in on itself. And he's doing it all, sustaining it all by his powerful word. These are rich and deep truths that we're thinking about here. I mean, just think about the first few moments that we each have every day. We wake up, we open our bleary eyes, we pull open the curtains, and we're met by the glorious sun, the sun that God spoke into being so long ago. And then the food that we have for breakfast, the water that we have for our showers, the air that fills our lungs... All this from the world that God made by the breath of his mouth. And then on top of this, there's the only reason that we wake up at all is because Christ sustained us during the night. If you have children, then the only, at home I mean, if you have children at home, then the only reason you get to hug them or shout at them in the morning is because Christ, by his word, kept you both alive during the night. Praise God. And we're just thinking about the first few moments of each day. Can you see how this changes how we understand the world around us? As you go through the rest of today, look out on the world with your eyes open and just acknowledge everything that has been created and sustained by God's powerful word. Tick the things off in your mind. Count them if you can. And as you get lost in the counting, praise God. All day, just keep talking to God, marvelling with him at his work, praising him for his powerful word that brought everything into existence and keeps it, sustains it. Ask God to give you the opportunity to, to share with someone else how great God is. It might be a Christian friend that you'll talk to later on in the day. It could be your neighbour. It might be a workmate. But as we go out into the next week, let's remember that by his word, God created everything, including you. And that by his word, the Lord Jesus is sustaining all things, including you. And that by his word, God gives new birth to countless people, including you. Our past, our present and our future are all held together 
by the word of God. There is no life apart from it. There's even eternal life in it. Praise God for that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, your word is astonishing that by your word you made all things. By the word, your Son, our Lord Jesus, you made all things. Father, we praise you for this world that you have put in place, this world that you are keeping. Father, we praise you that you are still bringing new life, that in the word of the gospel of Jesus, you are uh, making people born again, alive to you, saved from sin, eternal life by your word. You are worthy of praise. You are powerful and majestic, gracious and compassionate. And we praise you for your powerful, creative word, Jesus Christ. Amen.